The content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. All right. It's Furbulous Friday. We ready, folks? Ruff, ruff. <laughs> you know, now it's meow. Hey, it's love. Enough of all this tomfoolery, okay? Let's get the show done. It's showtime. Ready, set, go. And the truth shall set you free. Welcome to One Life Radio. We are going higher indeed, everyone. It's Furbulous Friday. Welcome to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell and Marie Early broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. This is our last day on ABC News Talk on KMET. For all the listeners out there, thank you for listening all this time. And you're going to be able to continue to listen to the podcast after the broadcast as well. So thank you so much for uh, for your loyalty and listening to the show and really helping us build our numbers. I personally appreciate it and I love talking to people. I do. And I hope you enjoyed the show. And you can still continue to enjoy it. Yes, anytime <laughs> you want. Anytime, anytime you want. That's so, right. And we've got some great shows coming up, too. We're going to do some really crazy stru- stuff in 2024. So, uh, But let's get this party started. It's Furbulous Friday. At the half, we have Heather White. We're going to be talking about five eco-friendly holiday ideas to make your celebration merry and bright and green. We're also going to talk about the Christmas tree dilemma, live tree or fake tree. So Live let's- tree. Live tree? Okay, well, we'll table that because we are going to talk about it. Uh, I don't know what I think. I, I Maybe no tree, maybe a paper tree, but we're going to talk about it with Heather White. Uh, she is from One Green Thing. She's an environmental activist at the halftime. Uh, but first up, we've got Stephanie, Dr. Stephanie Gandy. She is a doctor of veterinarian medicine and the owner of Lone Star Feline Health Center here in Dallas, Texas. She graduated from Mississippi State University College of Veterinarian Medicine in 2007, and her love of cats motivated her to focus her career exclusively on feline medicine and surgery. Dr. Gandhi founded and still owns Catisfaction Cat Clinic. That's right. You can't I get can't no Catisfaction. Get no catisfaction. <laughs> I know you were going there. Oh, my gosh. As, as well as Catisfaction Nuclear, which is a radioactive iodine treatment center for feline hyperthyroidism in Madison, Alabama. She was the first veterinarian to open a private-owned radioactive iodine treatment center for cats in the state of Alabama and has cured many cats of hyperthyroidism. Since 2011, you can find Dr. Gandy at LoneStarFeline.com. That's LoneStarFeline.com or on Instagram at LoneStarFeline. Great to have you back, Dr. Gandy. How are you doing today? Thank you. Thank you guys so much for that great introduction. And yes, thank you for um, for, for having me back. We're we're doing well. We were are, um, we had an extremely busy day yesterday, and um, it kind of spilled over into the evening with a couple of emergencies that I was working on last night. You know, uh, yeah. holidays yeah. not only um, stress us; they can also that that stress can also be translated to or transferred over to our to our pets, especially cats. So, um, so yeah, so we're we're having a good day and just hanging in there. Yeah, we yeah. know Love's not really happy with what's going on right now. Party pooper. What about? Uh, <laughs> 
Dean the Dancing Machine. Uh, well, you know, Dean, I never did uh, develop a voice for Dean, but he is right here at my feet. Um, and, you know, you know, I'll, I'll tell everybody a story out, out there since we're talking about Dean. And you brought it up, Jerry. I wasn't planning on talking about this. But so, you know, I, I have I've had the, my vet for a very long time, Dr. Jimmy Norris, and uh, and I have a lot of pets. And so anyway, Dean developed uh, Dr. Gandhi the cyst on the outside of um, his ear nearby his the bottom of his ear. Right. And um, we treated it two times uh, with some uh, antibiotics and I don't know, all this stuff, right? So it went, it went almost away, but then it came back. And so, and it came back um, bigger and, and angrier than ever. So I, because I believe in, um, in uh, the uh, colloidal, um, not collodial silver. Is it not collodial? It's colloidal, right? Colloidal silver. Colloidal. Colloidal, colloidal, colloidal silver. And Dr. Norris actually said that they do make that mixed with the sulfur thing that they use for similar type um, treatment of these uh, these types of cysts, whatever they are. And I wasn't prepared to talk about this, but but I think it's important to pass this information on. So I just for the heck of it decided I was going to start because I take the silver every day. I was going to start not every day, but almost every day. A couple of squirts here, a couple of squirts there. I do the squirty one. Instead, <laughs> so I start spraying it on the cyst, Dr. Gandhi, every day. And then I start doing it like twice a day. Then I start doing it three times a day. And then I start doing it like back. To, I, I mixed it all up. But make a long story short, the silver got rid of the cyst and it is almost completely healed. And it got a little angry at times, but then it just it like healed it from the inside out. Isn't that a crazy story? That's awesome. Yeah. So I don't know. I just thought I'd share it in case you've got a cat out there that you're, at, you know, you're at your wits end trying to get rid of this cyst, and uh, and I did. So yeah, anyway. that's awesome. Yeah, very but cool. I, I know, right? It's, it is cool, and uh, and then there's a lot to know about that too. But we're talking today about uh, cat care during the holiday and the New Year. So you were you were working late last night on emergency feline uh, stuff because the cats feel the stress of the holiday too. We need to keep that in mind, don't we, Dr. Candy, that the, everyone is affected if uh, there's a lot of stress in a household. Absolutely. And, you know, the other important thing to remember as well is that, you know, sometimes we forget um, just how much, you know, we as people, we get so busy, we get so hyper-focused on something and our, our, we don't realize how stress affects us and how we process stress. And I tell you, it's not until you really look at, a um, look at a pet or even, you know, another great example is looking at an, an individual that may have autism, how incredibly how their, their senses are, the, the way that they sense and perceive things are a little bit different. And it's, it's really interesting just how their senses can sometimes be an overdrive. And if you think about it, that's a lot how cats are. Anything from sound you know you've got guests coming in and out we've got loud christmas music playing if you're at our house um uh, the just the sense of smell right different types of candles going if people do that um you know there's all kinds of things that that happen so you have to think about it from a very holistic approach Mm -hmm. about all of the things that a cat can sense because they truly use all of their senses not just visual not just auditory but um, you know, it, it's something that, that they can just get hyper stimulated with, just like an individual child that has that has autism. So it's something to really just try to be sensitive and mm-hmm. um, show a little bit of grace to our pets and, and understand that, hey, cats are creatures of habit. 
Yeah. So, and while we've gone from pumpkin spice scented everything in our homes and turkeys and orange, yes. now we've quickly changed everything and we've got either a fake tree or a real tree, or sometimes people have five trees. And now things are smelling like cranberries or apples or whatever. And then, oh my God, the, the, yeah, we're having to have a family member that, that, that that you don't like and the cat senses mm-hmm. that you're stressed. And so it's all kinds of things that we just sometimes forget to think about. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, I put a post on our social, a, a very interesting story. I put it on our story, actually, at One Life Radio on Instagram. Yes, last night, and I saw this really cool video of this guy, this gentleman that was talking about how animals clear our energy. They're constantly clearing and cleaning our energy because they are so empathetic, like you're saying, and they do react to stress. But uh, he was talking about what an incredible service, uh, you know, pets in our home do to help keep us calm and clear right. that energy. Have you ever heard of that? I, I'd never really thought about it, but it's, it's really true, right? They bring so much to the table for us. Absolutely. You know, there's been all kinds of research papers on, you know, just even humans with, with sense of touch, right? So mm-hmm. the sense of touch, the power of a hug. Well, there's some people, you know, especially elderly people, right, that may not have interaction with humans every day. But if they've got a cat or they have a dog, the way that just petting and just physical touch and cuddling something, the endorphins that it releases, the benefits that it does to our body with lowering our blood pressure. Um, they talk about the vibrations of a, of, a, of a cat purring, how that can actually um, calm the nerves as well. I mean, human touch is a powerful, powerful thing um, and, and, and just connection and the cool thing is that, hey, not only if, if you don't have an opportunity, not everyone does, or some people even struggle with connecting some with other people, but they connect very well with their, with pets. Mm-hmm. So it really just brings about even the importance of, of, of how significant the human-animal bond is and just how, how much not only joy that they bring to their lives, but also you know, it makes us healthier. I just thank God in the universe for animals every single day. I love having them be a part of my life. What were you going to say, Marie? Oh, well, I have that situation that you were talking about where my house is kind of all in upheaval, like with boxes and Christmas stuff and all of that. My cat's been acting weird. So how can I... mean weirder than normal? Yes. So (laughs) what can I do to, to, even though I can't change the situation of what my place looks like, how can I keep the cat feeling better calmer so yeah so there's so there's a couple of things if you happen to have the luxury of having an extra space in the home that you can say all right this room this office this uh, patio or you know enclosed lanai or whatever nothing is going to change here we're going to keep family members out of there there's not going to be any rapid paper no decor we're going to try to keep this section of the home as consistent for the cat as possible, not a lot of traffic, and just an area that they can retreat and go to. Um, so that is something that I, that I have found that works. Another thing is if you can't do that, we also have to kind of look at our, the floor plan of our homes. A lot of our homes, right, the heart of a home is typically the kitchen and the den. Well, if we're entertaining or we have guests over and, and, a, and a cat happens to get trapped into one wing of the house, but the litter box is in the other, we get a lot of cats that, that get in trouble for urinating or defecating out of the box during this time of year. And it can be from stress because they internalize it, or it can also be the fact that, hey, they happen to be on the opposite side of where, um, where the litter box was. 
you're entertaining and you, you know the armadillo and jerks they don't want to cross over the party to go to the bathroom mm. so i always say try adding in another litter box as well and then another really cool thing that we've seen some pretty good success in with and um you know, this is not like any paid advertising or anything for this company but there's a product called zilkeen um and it's spelled uh, Z Z Y L K E N E, and it's a milk casein supplement that you can start cats on it for you know a capsule or even two capsules about a week prior to activity or to the holidays or when there's a stressful event. What it is, it has a milk casein component, and it is similar to how when when we as humans eat turkey, turkey's loaded in tryptophan, mm-hmm. and tryptophan in some people can make them a little bit more lethargic, a little calm. Um, this product is a very natural safe. It will not interfere with other things if your cat happens to have other diseases going on, like kidney disease or hyperthyroidism or whatever. Um, but it tends to, to help quite a bit with, with several cats just to kind of take the edge off. That's and good then, to know. That's yeah, really good another, to know. Can another you... thing that people lose the, is the pheromones as well, and that's kind of hit or miss um, whether or not they're, they're successful for you. Right. Well, you know, we have to go to break. Can you spell the name of that product again one more time for sure our listeners? It's spelled Z-Y-L-K-E-N-E, and it comes in a little capsule, a little white capsule. You can open it up and sprinkle in food, and oh, cool. those cats eat it readily. Good to know. I have a feral cat that's living in one of my in my daughter's old bedroom, and I've never touched her, Doctor Gandhi. Um, she's only started to warm up. To, uh, you know, and we've had her for a year and a half living in that room. We feed her water, keep everything clean. She's wonderful. No one's ever. Re- I think my daughter actually. Wait a minute. Touched her, scratched her head in the middle of the night um, when she stayed here a couple of weeks ago. We can talk more about it later. We need to go to break, but it's a. Uh, it's so interesting, right? Animals are so interesting. They add so much to our life, and that's why we do Furbulous Fridays here. I'm on One Life Radio, so stay tuned. More coming up with Stephanie Gandy. Meow, meow. It is Furbulous Friday. Stay tuned. If you miss the show, not to worry. You can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at OneLifeRadio.com or your favorite podcast app. Be sweet, barricade. We've all heard the mantra that vaccines are safe and effective, but is it really true? Turtles All the Way Down, Vaccine Science and Myth is an in-depth review and analysis of the science on vaccine safety. By the time you finish reading, not only will you see the answer clearly for yourself, you will also have the scientific references and quotes at your disposal that prove it. More than 1,200 of them. From mainstream scientific papers and textbooks to official government publications and vaccine manufacturers' documents. Whether you are new to the vaccine debate or a veteran seeking a deeper grasp of the science, Turtles All the Way Down Vaccine Science and Myth is a must-read. Now available on Amazon. Magnesium supports the health of nearly every system in the human body, yet it can be difficult to maintain healthy levels through diet or supplements. The ideal way to restore and maintain healthy magnesium levels is through your body's largest, most efficient organ of absorption, your skin. Be sure that your body is getting the magnesium it needs with Ancient Minerals, the number one recommended topical magnesium among health practitioners worldwide. Their lotions, highly concentrated magnesium oils, bath salts and gels make it easy to get the daily magnesium you need to thrive. And the best part? Ancient Minerals is part of Enviromedica, a name synonymous with quality and integrity. 
Learn more about magnesium and ancient minerals at Enviromedica.com. This is Alec Baldwin. There are lots of ways to show you have style. Wearing fur isn't one of them. Each year, millions of animals are drowned or beaten to death in the wild, or gassed or electrocuted in captivity for their coats. Cruelty is one fashion statement we can do without. Please help the animals by joining People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. To find out how you can help, visit furisdead.com or call 757-622-PETA. Back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. Scratch fever. <laughs> Welcome back to One Life Radio. It is Fabulous Fridays here. Uh, and this is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell and Marie Early, as well as Dr. Stephanie Gandy is with us again. We are broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia. And it's great to be here. We're talking about cat care during the holiday and in the new year. So, um, you know, uh, this is something a lot of people uh, maybe that are new to having a little kitten or a cat don't understand that cats will hide their symptoms when they're sick, right? Absolutely. Why do they do that? <laughs> so, you know, that is a, a, it's a great question. It's something that I get asked a lot. Um, you know, we forget that, you know, the cat was not domesticated, and arguably we could even say that are they ever truly domesticated? No. Um, no. Pets, and dogs do well, it too. By the, by the way, I don't mean to interrupt you. Pardon the interruption, but I think it's important that people know that dogs do this as well. Right, exactly. But cats are more of the masters at it, and the reason being is because is because they're they're carnivores, they're hunters. Mm-hmm. And what would happen in the wild if you're out hunting and you show signs of weakness or you show signs of disease? Then what's going to happen is you know uh, normal uh, the normal food chain, right? You're going to be the weak the weak link. Mm-hmm. So cats, it's just their natural way to to, to hide illness. And so some dogs can. I will say a lot of times, you know, one of my struggles in veterinary school, I had a lot of, of um, clients that were in my senior year. They're like, oh, you really need to do dogs. You're great with dogs. You know, I love dogs, but dogs are so expressive and so sad. Mm-hmm. And um, you can usually see it all over their face when they don't feel well. Yeah. And cats, just still just do an incredible job of hiding it (laughs) well survival of the fittest comes to mind and also um dogs wear their heart on their sleeve (laughs) (laughs) is that make it is you know what i've never thought about this but people that i know that typically um wear their heart on their sleeve are dog lovers and people that that tend to hide their emotions are cat lovers you ever you've ever have you ever had that uh thought dr candy or have you ever seen Mm -hmm. that in your own uh, you know, life? I don't know. That's a, I have to, I've never thought about it that way. I'll have to, <laughs> I'll have to pay more attention. <laughs> okay, so do cats, how, or I should say, how do cats' nutritional needs differ from dogs? Okay, so um, cats are obligate carnivores. So what, what does that mean? That means that they have to have animal protein in order for their body to function in, in, optimal, uh, in an optimal way, whereas dogs are similar to humans, they're omnivores. So they can, they can derive from plant-based material as well as animal-based material. 
Um, cats do not do a very good job of utilizing plant-based protein mm -hmm. um, to the extent that people and dogs do. So it is very important to make sure that cats have a higher amount of protein, animal-based protein available to them. And then there's also certain amino acids um, and um, things like taurine that are, that are really important to help with vision. Um, this is one of the things that was found in, uh, gosh, it's either the 60s or the 70s where a lot of cats were going blind and couldn't figure out what it was. And, and we realized, or the FDA did, that, hey, uh, we need to make a requirement that we've got to have taurine added into cat food. So now all commercial cat food um, has to have a certain amount of taurine in it to be, um, to be able to be safe for cats. That's also why you shouldn't feed your cat dog food, even though every now and then you may have a cat that likes to go over there and taste some of the crunchies in the, in the mm -hmm. dog bowl, at the end of the day, typically that diet does not have the amount of protein that it needs and also lacks the amount of taurine that the cat needs. Mm. Yeah, Dean was uh, Dean was eating dog food yesterday. I had to shoo him away and tell him no, no. <laughs> and little bits won't hurt them. We just don't want that to be their, their, their primary diet. And I will say one other thing just to touch on about diet. So, you know, 10, 10, 15 years ago, the vogue came about grain-free diets, right? Oh, so yeah. Everybody was on this grain-free craze with our dogs and also, uh, also with our cats. And, um, you know, we have recently, we as veterinarians have noticed, or at least my, my, my colleagues that, that do canine and feline medicine or just canine, they have, we, we've started to discover that, hey, we're starting to see an increase in heart disease um, in a dilated cardiomyopathy. And we're trying to figure out, hey, what's changed? And there has been a paper that has shown a correlation between dogs that were fed a grain-free diet and the increase of heart disease. Now, that being said, we have not been able to necessarily prove that in cats yet, but it has definitely made a lot of veterinarians aware of, listen, all right, we need to be really careful completely excluding something from a diet. Mm -hmm. um, maybe cats don't need as much grain, but should we, we, we shouldn't necessarily remove it all. Because in the wild, a cat's going to eat, what, a bird, uh -huh. um, a, you know, a, a rabbit, a squirrel. And in those stomachs, when the cats are eating, they're, they're going to ingest some grain. So yeah. not all grain is bad. So well, just you know, be real careful when it comes to a, a grain-free diet. Just because it says grain-free and it's really expensive, it may not be necessarily the best for your pet. So just really what? take a look at it. What about corn, popcorn, and specifically? Because every time I make popcorn, my cats want it, and they're very quick. I might add, they'll scoop their hand in that bowl and get a get a, a piece <laughs> out. You know, it's crazy how quick they are. Um, I can either they're, 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 I can see why they can catch fish very easily out in the wild or mice or whatever. But is popcorn good for them, or is it okay? Is it going to hurt them? I mean, it's not going to necessarily hurt them. Um, so especially if it's plain air pop popcorn, it's safe in small quantities. Right. Where you have to be careful is the fake butter or the real oh, butter. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, yeah. Because if you're over there given a, a cute little three-pound Yorkie handfuls of buttery popcorn, yeah. you're asking for a problem with potential pancreatitis. Not I was just going to say. Because the, yeah. yeah, because of the fat. Then the other thing is just like you got to be really careful with with small children and popcorn, it can sometimes be a choking hazard for uh -huh. smaller pets if it gets stuck in their teeth or stuck in their throat. So just 
you know, a few little pieces here and there, it's not going to hurt them, but it can sometimes cause some GI upset if it's given, if, if too much is given. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, I've got so many uh, questions here. Let's try to fire through them. What about flea and heartworm medications for cats oh, and dogs, oh, well, whatever? What's your advice? Abs- 100% highly recommend for both. And then we'll pivot real quickly with cats just because that's my thing. Um, all cats, indoor only as well, need monthly heartworm prevention. Wow. Um, See, I don't do that. I don't do it. Yeah. I, I, it's expensive. Number one, I have I have a lot of cats, you know, that I rescued. Yeah. And I think because they're not outside, I mean, what are the odds? I guess maybe a mosquito, but I don't know. Uh, for a lot of people, I think that would come down to economics, you know. Uh, they might not be able to afford it. So I thought it was a dog thing for it a is, long time. It is a dog thing. And, yeah, I, you know, and I or, have to say, Dr. Gandhi, with all due respect, you know, uh, you know, I understand with dogs, and I'm actually treating a dog that I rescued, my dog Henry, my last rescue, still trying to get him cured of heartworms. He just finished his last treatment um, a couple of days ago, and then we'll check him again in a month. But I think with cats, to some degree, a lot of it is just like, I don't know, uh, maybe, and like I said, I, 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 and maybe I shouldn't say it, but I just think that sometimes it's just, I don't know, not if necessary. You would have asked me that, if you would have asked me this question, Three years ago, I would have 100% agree with you, but I'll tell you why, and this is kind of my okay. reality and what what shifted me. So um, we at the time had six indoor-only cats, and like you, I was like, hey, they're indoor-only. I didn't really practice what I preached, and I had a Maine Coon who was only four years old, who was midstream walking down the hall and fell over and died. Mm. I thought that because he was a purebred Maine Coon, I was like, oh, my God, he had, you know, he had um, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Mm-hmm. I missed it. Well, I had still ended up sending him to Mississippi State and had a pathological review. Okay. And it turned out that he had a heartworm that had migrated into his lungs. And that. Wow. Well, you know what? I had a cat that a butters that dropped dead like that suddenly um, just a a couple of years ago. And it was and Dr. Norris said, well, you know, that does just it kind of happens. You know, it can happen. So can it just happen with or without um, heartworms? What we're discovering is as we are as we are starting to investigate these acute deaths in cats a lot of times it is actually a heartworm disease. Now, Hmm. the other thing that's different, right? So in in dogs, when dogs get heartworm disease, they actually get this large conglomeration, multi-worm burden we've all seen on the internet, the pictures of like linguine in their heart, right? Yeah. Well, in cats, what ends up happening is in cats, it's usually a one-worm burden, okay? So when they get infected, when they get bitten by a mosquito, it's usually one-worm burden. The problem is, is that our test, the cheapest test that we have that can that can um, determine if a cat has heartworm disease or not, will only pick up an enzyme that is secreted from the female heartworm ovary. Well, if your cat happens to be infected with a male worm, it's going to show a false negative. So mm-hmm. what what we've done is that you know the testing is is very difficult. As we've mentioned before, it can be very expensive. Oh, yeah. So we've just said, listen, you know, especially then after my own cat dying and I felt like, and I still have a hard time with it because I feel terrible. 
um, that, that he passed away because of that, because it's something that's 100% preventable. Mm -hmm. But to your point, it's expensive. And now yes. I will say this, after COVID, we had a lot of these really great products that are well-known out there, um, Revolution, Brevecto, Advantage Multi, that went on back order. We have started to see an increase in some generic brands of heartworm prevention that are much more affordable for clients and especially multi-pet multi homes. We have a product called Solarid, which is a generic revolution, and a six-month supply of that is, mm -hmm. is under $90. So it's much more affordable than, say, the $160, $180 um, brand name of Revolution. Hmm. So, you know, how they get it is by a mosquito bite. So in, when if you lived out in, in Colorado, if you lived in Michigan, um, places like that, heartworm disease is not really a thing. They don't have a mosquito population. It typically gets really cold to, to kill them off. But here in the South or in Texas, mm -hmm. you know, we have mosquitoes all the time. And that's oh. how they're transmitted. And if you're, you happen to let the door open and a mosquito mm -hmm. gets in... Um, think about it, that that mosquito and that cat now have a much smaller contained area for that mosquito to hunt a nice warm body to feed on. Mm. Um, and, and that's how that's how our cats get it, not to scare people, but it is a it is a real thing. It's a real concern. We're trying to to get out there and educate people. And again, um, you would ask yeah. me three years ago, I've been like, oh, it's not a big deal if they're indoor, well, but you know, it is. <laughs> Dean is listening to you, and he said he's going to talk to the other cats, and he'll get back to you as to whether or not he thinks that's a good idea for them. Because, <laughs> you know, the, he runs the house, Dean. Dean, Dean, the dance machine. Oh, my gosh. But it's great to have you with us. We're, we we have to wrap it up. And uh, thank you for jumping on the air with us, Dr. Gandy, and happy holidays to you and your whole team. Thank you for the work that you do. Thank you. You guys take care. Thank you again. You too. Uh, that's Dr. Stephanie Gandy, everyone. You can find her at LoneStarFeline.com. We're going to break. We'll be right back. We've got Heather White coming up. We're going to be having the big controversy uh, of uh, <laughs> fake tree or real tree, along with giving you five eco-friendly holiday ideas to make your celebrations merry, bright, and green. So stay tuned. You're listening to One Life Radio. Follow us on social media at One Life Radio healthy for the holidays. Make this season a celebration of joy and health with Enviromedica. Save up to 30% when you buy four items or more. Mix or match your items. Boost immunity with products like Immunoflora or Pastured Beef Liver. Improve gut health with Terraflora Daily Care, Terraflora Advanced Care, or Terraflora Deep Immune. Or take the well-rounded approach with Enviromedica's Magnesium Lotion Good Night. Or magnetic clay bath for detoxing. Or pasteurized collagen cartilage. Make this season a celebration of joy and health. Healthy for the holidays at Enviromedica.com. That's Enviromedica.com. Wellbeing Journal is a remarkable bi-monthly health publication esteemed by intelligent readers worldwide. It's available in print or digital, single issues or subscription. Its focus is on living a happy, healthy life and preventing or healing illnesses naturally. Preventing or healing cancer, arthritis, cardiovascular conditions, and digestive issues, as well as nutritional solutions for optimal health are regular subjects. Learn more at wellbeingjournal.com. Want to advertise on One Life Radio? Send us an email, info at oneliferadio.com. Contagiously positive, One Life Radio is back. 
everyone. Uh, it is Fabulous Fridays here at One Life Radio. Welcome back. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Heather White. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia. Uh, and we're talking with Heather White. She's an environmental activist and author and founder of One Green Thing. Uh, as I said, uh, One Green Thing is a recognized uh, conservation and environmental policy uh, uh, website. And she's an expert in it with more than 20 years of experience leading and advising nonprofit organizations. Her debut book, One Green Thing, Discover Your Hidden Superpower, or excuse me, I added the word super. It's Discover Your Hidden Power to Help Save the Planet. Launch, uh, it launched on April 19th of 2022 with Harper Horizon. One Green Thing is a nonprofit that tackles anxiety about the climate crisis through joyful daily action, inspiring cultural uh, change for policy solutions. Heather, welcome back. It's always a great pleasure to have you with us. Oh, thank you so much, Bernadette, and Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. It's yes, great to be with yes. you. Yes, Happy Christmas. holidays. I know to you and everyone at One Green Thing. So, and we're a little short on time. I went a little over on the first guest. I apologize for that. Uh, we were trying to save all the cats in the world, Heather. So well, it was course. a good thing, yeah. right? <laughs> Absolutely. More okay, power so, to you. I totally get it. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, it's it's that magical time of year focused on family and friends. And you have five eco-friendly ideas that make it even brighter for all of us and as well as Mother Nature. But before we get started, Heather, why do, why do individual actions matter so much, such as speaking with your feet or your wallet? Oh, such a great question, Bernadette. Our actions matter because we're influencers. We're influencers in our own families, in our own community, mm -hmm. and we can really shift the culture. And we need a culture change in order for big policy solutions to work. Absolutely. So what you do matters. You inspire other people. Well, you know, and people, I love that you say that because a lot of people don't realize the influence that they have, the power that they have with their feet and their wallet, right? You're an influencer. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you Absolutely. Can, and you can induce change. Okay, so uh, another thing before we go first, and I've been teasing this throughout the show, okay? Real or live Christmas trees? What, 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 oh, what, what, what do you guys, uh, what do you guys ask people to do? It's a huge debate. Huge debate. I get this question all the time, what's better for the environment? And here it is. Here's the answer. Real trees. Real trees are better for the environment. Okay. If you have an all artificial right. tree, if you have an artificial tree, keep it. Keep it and pass it down to the next generation. I wish I had my grandparents' aluminum tree from the 1950s. It would be super cool right now oh, and very wow. retro. Yeah. No, well, um, I'm glad to know that um, because I, people just don't know. And you think, oh, I don't want to kill a tree. And then, you know, the, right. the tree business and they wrap all the trees and all that wire when they ship them. And I mean, that's got to be uh, uh, kind of uh, leave a, a big imp impact, a, a, a footprint, if you will. Right. Uh, on it the does, environment. So what you want to do is so, so trees are grown like any other crop. And so even though it takes 10 years for a tree to grow to full kind of Christmas tree size, uh, if you buy local and if it's sustainable, sustainably grown, it really is better for the environment because also unlike plastic trees, you can mulch your tree. And a lot of cities and communities have mulch fest or some type of opportunity mm -hmm, to recycle mm -hmm. your Christmas tree. Well, Artificial trees are made from plastic, which is oil. Like we know it comes from oil, right? And yeah. a lot of times those bases are made from steel imported from China. It's really hard to recycle. But if you have them, keep them. Yeah, and keep pass them, them down. So and that's, pass them on. That's, but make sure you yeah. clean them. Well, yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
You clean them how? How do you clean them? What if they're pre-lit? That's even worse, right? Oh, my God. I made a mistake. I bought this pink one. Well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, you can still kind of clean them, like with uh, compressed air or something like that, but they oh, are a dust-collecting machine. What if you cover them in, um, yeah, cover them in what? Plastic. Duh. Right? <laughs> here we go. You're going down a hole here, you know? <laughs> I was going to say cover it with plastic and put it, well, a lot of people, do, I have a big attic. A lot of people don't you know, to storm or garage or whatever to try to keep them clean. But bottom line is don't even buy them. So if we start right now not buying them, that's it. that'll make a huge impact. Right, Heather? Yeah, yeah. And just keep what you have, and you can use a damp cloth to get rid of the dust, you know, on your on the tree. But but it's something that people always ask. And I think there was a lot of marketing early on about artificial trees being better. But now the way that Christmas trees are grown, it's actually better to have a natural tree. All and right, Heather, well, uh, well, but it's about it progress, that... not perfection. Maria, I just want to make sure everybody knows this is a non-judgment area. This is yeah. about progress, not perfection. Okay. Well, they grow Christmas trees on land to replenish the soil that have, has been overproduced with, with like corn and soybeans. So they mm-hmm. will plant a Christmas tree farm. Yeah. There. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Like most trees are sustainably grown, and they you know rotate rotate where they grow and how often they grow. And it's it's a great option. Well, and maybe once in a while, take a break. Uh, I just want to suggest yeah. that because one time I um, ordered a green card. I took, well, I, I ordered it. Then I made it. It's green cardboard, basically. And you put it on the wall. And you can do that yeah. maybe uh, if you're in an apartment or if you just want to take a break from and give, you know, give trees a break. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and then Absolutely. recycle that or use it again a different mm-hmm. year. Like go back and forth, yeah. right? That's I think the idea. reuse part is Bernadette is the most important thing. It's just to keep yeah. on reusing it. Yeah. No, I reuse everything now. Uh, I do. It, I've, you can get, have a lot of fun with it, too. For example, I um, bought some soup to go in a glass jar um, a couple of days ago, and I'm, I'm going to repurpose that and use it as a container because I'm going to make some homemade doggy treats um, for gifts uh, for it. friends of mine, and I'm going to use that beautiful glass jar to put the doggy treats in and actually leave the label on it and put a green bow on top. Okay, right. I'm going to ask you to take a picture of it and use the hashtag One Green Thing, Bernadette. Okay. That is I such will. a great example of how <laughs> like climate action, protecting the environment can be fun and joyful. What you oh, just yeah. described is joyful, like making these homemade treats. Homemade goods are a great opportunity to kind of green your holiday gifts. And I think one of the things, Bernadette, that we often forget is to ask people what they want mm-hmm. in your family. I know my teenagers really want cash. Yep, they do. Cash is king. It's Christmas. It's green, baby. One green thing. Exactly. Exactly. And so just ask the people what they want. And I think homemade treats, and just like you were talking about, uh-huh. that's made from love. That oh, yeah. shows a lot of compassion, and that's a very special gift to receive. That's right. And Jerry, I think you should make Marie and I those cookies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's what I you should give us. I don't bake. They would be <laughs> terrible if I brought them to you. Oh, go ahead and try. <laughs> anyway, we're going to go to break. You have you didn't listen yesterday, Heather, I'm sure. Uh, but it was a funny joke with some a uh, family recipe that Jerry was being selfish with. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> let it go. If you love something, you let it go. Here. We'll be right back, everyone. Stay tuned. More coming up with Heather White and One Green Thing and One Life Radio. Stay tuned. You're listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at oneliferadio.com. The ecosystems of the body and the earth are inseparable. Gut health is the foundation of all health. And just as biodiversity is integral to the health of the earth's ecosystems, microbial diversity and balance are key to the health of your gut microbiome. 
I have been taking Enviromedica probiotics for over six years now, and I encourage you to try them as well. Rewild your gut with spore-based probiotics and wild-harvested prebiotics. Visit Enviromedica.com and check out all of their excellent products. Get reconnected to the earth with Enviromedica. That's Enviromedica.com. In today's environment, books provide the most reliable means for disseminating knowledge. Children's Health Defense Publishing offers titles written by foremost authorities and courageous voices who speak the truth despite criticism and consequences, often at the expense of their careers. Here are the latest must-reads in the fight for truth. The Courage to Face COVID-19, Preventing Hospitalization and Death While Battling the Biopharmaceutical Complex by true crime writer John Leake and prominent research cardiologist, Dr. Peter McCullough. Lies My Government Told Me and the Better Future Coming by Dr. Robert Malone. And Cause Unknown, the Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022 by former BlackRock fund manager, Ed Dowd. Get your copies today at skyhorsepublishing.com and listen to the show every Monday with Mary Holland, president of Children's Health Defense for updates and deep dives into these new releases. That's skyhorsepublishing.com. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. All right. I (laughs) love holiday music, and I love the holidays, and it's so great to be here, Uh, especially with Heather White. I love this woman. Uh, She's an environmental activist and author and founder of One Green Thing. You can find her at onegreenthing.org. We're going over the five eco-friendly holiday holiday. Ideas to make your celebrations merry, merry, not merry, merry, <laughs> merry, That bright depends and on how green. much eggnog you've had. <laughs> I haven't had any, but I'm, I am planning on maybe having a little tonight. I have to be <laughs> transparent. Oh, my gosh. I love the holidays. I do. So, you know, let's go through these uh, without further ado. Um, what's what's number one? I, 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 I love I love so many of these. It's hard to pick my favorite. But what's number one, Heather? What's best I for the earth? Number one is this holiday season. Embrace this motto. Experiences, not things. You know, focus on the experience of being with family and friends. Maybe if you're going to give a gift, think about a lesson or maybe you want to take a trip to a museum or go to a park or, um, you know, do something fun together that you haven't done before, a concert, a movie. But think about experiences, not things, because most of us are drowning in stuff and we we really need to focus on being together. I mean, how much stuff do we really need, right? You know, Jerry Seinfeld did a, did a stand-up uh, routine a couple of years ago about stuff, and then we accumulate off the stuff, and then we store this stuff, and then we move the stuff when we move. How much stuff do you really need? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And George Carlin, you know, there's a term for other people's stuff. Yes, George like Carlin's bit our- was fantastic. <laughs> how, come your, uh, how come <laughs> your, your stuff, other people call your stuff S, and other people's stuff is... Yeah, my stuff to you. Stuff, yeah. your stuff is that. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, George Carlin. What a what a great a comedian he was. He's passed he, away, right? I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's prolific. Yeah, yeah, he is. He but really experiences. is. Experiences. Oh yeah. Experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, yeah. We could go on and on about George and, Carlin, a great comedian. What were you going to say, Heather? I was just going to say. I know. I know. I mentioned this earlier, but just to ask the people you love what they want. I think you might be surprised. Like other than cash, they may want to spend time with you. Yeah. Especially I, after COVID. 
Right. You know, we do need to just take a deep think. I know we're all back into the grind, but like this time together is really precious. Yeah, you know, and we were talking about this with Jerry yesterday, uh, well, well, and and our guest, uh, Doctor uh, Gregory Scott Scott Brown, about putting down your phones, right? Spending time with them, like really yep. being engaged with them. You know, you say, what do people want? People want love. People want connection. Yep. That's what they really, really mm-hmm. want. All that other stuff makes you feel good for about five minutes, right? And then you're like, you know, right. you need a hug. You need love. You need connection. Oh, okay, what? And that's. That's exactly, that's one of my other suggestions is to be intentional with your conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, bring out some old photo albums, watch some old movies, talk about, you know, holidays in the past. Don't take the time with your loved ones for granted. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. It's just what you were saying yesterday about this intentionality. One of the things we have at One Green Thing is a conversation guide for you to talk about climate, talk about the future, relieving the next generation and create space for young people to share about their concerns for the future and let them know that they're not alone because ultimately climate action, ultimately environmental protection and and the idea of green living, it's all about love. Just like you said, it's all about love and it's love for, you know, throughout cross generations. And that's what we need to lean into. And for the love of all things furry, put down the cell phone. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Put it away. He loves that megaphone. That was just to make sure that everybody in the back could hear that. Oh, Absolutely. good. People in the back need to hear it. And I think also, I mean, there's obviously great ways to make your holiday parties or your dinner or luncheon, whatever you do, make it eco-friendly. Uh-huh. Eat less is more. Use real stuff. Try to avoid that single-use plastic if, if you can. And the reason a lot of people use single-use plastic or use throwaway plates and things like that is because they're worried about kitchen cleanup. And if you're lazy plan, (laughs) yeah, well, I mean, it's it's a little bit, but also it can seem overwhelming, but if you have a kitchen cleanup plan and if you can recruit young people and older people to hang out in the kitchen together, you're going to be shocked about the wonderful conversations and maybe even the giggles that you overhear. Absolutely. And, you know, I don't know about you, if your grandmother, my mother, grandmother and my parents both, it carried over from generation to generation. We love doing things like taking and I know this is like um, this reminds me of like uh, I, the, the depression. Right. And so, like, um, I always I have this, this family joke where my father would when he goes into a restaurant, God bless his soul. He's been gone for a few years now, but he would take some extra packets of sugar and I'd say, Dad, the depression is over. OK, the war's over. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to do that. I've got sugar at the house. It's okay, you know. But I think we could all go back to that mindset a little bit and realize the value in that pack of sugar and not waste stuff, right? Because think about the food waste that happens all over the the planet. Food waste is huge, especially for the holidays. So compost your food food waste if you can. If you have, like, excess, uh, you know, packaged food that you're not using, donate it to a local food bank. Think about a plant-based party. You know, plant-based is a great opportunity for you to have, you know, some fun, interesting recipes. And the other thing for parties, consider instead of a hostess gift of a candle, because we have a lot of candles now. At this point, Uh we all have a lot of candles, you know, Uh instead of a bottle of wine. Think about a donation to a charity. Just ask the hostess or host, like, what is your favorite cause? And make a $15, $20 donation. I know as someone who runs a nonprofit, those donations really matter. Uh That's also a meaningful gift to someone who's opening up their homes to you. And then as far as, like, the party think about you know you don't have to have a new dress you know you can rent nope. something there's all kinds of great opportunities to rent you can thrift and and you can wear the same thing as you did thrift shops so baby okay. Yes, and and dig into the back of your closet. You know, my daughter's getting married in a few weeks. I'm wearing a dress that I already had that I forgot about that was in the back of my closet, okay? 
and it's, then a it's beautiful, new to you. And it's a beautiful, lovely dress. I've only worn it one time, and it's gorgeous. And then after I'm done with it, I'll you know save it for my daughters or whatever. But but you know you can do things like that. There was something else I was going to say too, but it like went right out of my head. Um, well, I just have one more thing to add, Bernadette. Is that you know think about coming together with your family and friends and planning a day of volunteering or mm. giving to the charities that you Absolutely. care about. That is a great way to well, live the holiday spirit and make an impact. Ab- Absolutely. And I just remembered real quick what I forgot. So when you were talking about gift giving, and I've got to wrap this up because the music is playing. The but, music will do that. Okay, so uh, uh, PETA, you know, I worked, I love Ingrid mm-hmm. Newkirk, known her for years, and they have, PETA has this thing where for the person that has everything, you can, for like, I think it's $350, you can uh, give a dog house to a dog on a chain in remote areas. And they, I don't know how they find them, but it's a beautiful gift. And you save an animal and you keep it from the cold all winter. How heartwarming is that? Right, Heather? That's beautiful. That's yeah. absolutely beautiful. Yeah, so go to PETA.org and go to OneGreenThing.org. And I've got to wrap this up because you get one body, you get one mind, and you get one life. And you're not going to get this Christmas back. So make the most of it and give everyone all the love you can give them. Bye. Bye.